0: you in praises of your people. We sense your presence. And Father, we ask that uh, our lives be just a reflection place of your glory, that you would pour yourself into us so that we could pour ourselves out for you. Fill us, Lord God, that we might be those that pour forth your goodness, your love. Lord if we could be walking water wells for your living water make it so by the power of your spirit and all your people said amen amen Amen. Wow. Wow. well excuse us if you're not used to worshiping we're just in love with Jesus he has messed us up. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, I was especially blessed this morning because I was aware of something that maybe some of you aren't. And that is that uh, we have one more this morning that's worshiping God on the other side of glory. Uh, Gary Davis passed away um, yesterday morning in his sleep. And uh, a hero of ours around here. It's been a member of our church almost since it started. <laughs> the cell tower outside is his negotiating power at work. Uh, they wanted to do that for a measly $8,000 and erect something that would look like an oil well. And, and Gary managed to uh, talk them into making it a, a faux um, flagpole with a beautiful rock thing built around it and they'd supply the flag until jesus comes all that uh, gary also sold cars I'm, i i don't know that i'd ever done well if i'd been on the other end of his bargaining uh powers but um great man of god uh, a wounded healer um So many of the groups that minister in power in our church were uh, formed by by his initiative in our church. And uh, we'll miss him. Uh, But this morning, (laughs) if you think we were worshiping, Gary is cut loose. Isn't it a great thing that that when we're in Christ... uh, we not only know his presence here, but somehow being in Christ makes us a part with those that have gone on, not just that we know, but those that we read about in the Bible. We, we are a part of God's family for eternity, and uh, if we don't get in on the truth of that a little bit, worshiping every Sunday, we're missing some of what ought to be ours, Right? Uh, if you look to your screen, I want to tell you the story of this fellow. His name was Charles Blondine. I know it looks like Blondin, but I think it's Blondine. And he was a, he was a French uh, acrobat uh, that had done quite well in France. And then in his 30s, he decided to come to America and see what that was about. And he started traveling around with this traveling circus. And when he got to Niagara Falls, he saw the supreme challenge right there and he stretched a a 1,200-foot rope across Niagara Falls. No one believed that he would do it. He sold tickets for 25 cents on each side of the border, and people lined up to see this guy probably fall to his death into the waters of the Niagara. But he walked all the way across it. He did it the first day, and word got around. More people showed up the second day. The second day, he didn't just walk across with his 50-pound beam. He stopped go halfway over, or actually this time, he wore a set of baskets on his feet and crossed Niagara Falls. And you can't see the, the, uh, okay. And then the next day, yeah, after he walked over with baskets, then he stopped out there somehow on the next one and actually cooked an omelet on a stove and served it to a boat that was passing beneath. They said it was a pretty good omelet. And, and then the next, the next day, he, he, he tranquilly uh, drank a bottle of wine, obviously not a Methodist, out on the, uh, uh, and, and then he stood on his head. Day after day, the antics got bigger. People were coming back. They knew he couldn't top the day before. And, and then the day after that, uh, he carried his boss, his manager, on his back from one side to, a, to the other. 140-pound guy on this 140-pound acrobat holding a 50-pound... He didn't realize how much the weight was going to undo him, and about 600 feet across, he felt his legs starting to buckle and decided he was going to have to run the the rest of the way, which he did and made it across, carrying his manager. Day by day, it built until this next day. Uh, You see him over here, a little cutout over here on the side. I think these are just artist renderings. He actually walked across with a wheelbarrow, and when he got to the other side, he went to the crowd and he said, hey, how many of you think that I could cross again with a man or a person in my wheelbarrow? And everybody went, wow, yeah, they went wild, of course you can, let's see that one, that would top it all, right? And then he turned to the crowd and said, and which one of you will volunteer to get in my wheelbarrow? And there was complete silence. I don't know if this next part is depicted here. It looks like a a, a little gal with a bonnet was the one who had the courage to actually get in as he walked across with, with her in it. But that day, something separated the one in the wheelbarrow from the ones that were in the crowd. Somebody had that much faith in their deliverer. Do you think the experience might be a little bit different (laughs) if you're watching it from the crowd or if you're the one in the wheelbarrow? I think it might be different too. Jesus Christ invites us to get in. He invites all of us to his table, which is an invitation to be in him. To partake of him in that grand exchange of giving ourselves to the one who is giving fully himself to us. And my friends, if we by faith can grow into that kind of trust, if living with Him will cause us week after week to grow in our confidence that He is the one that will get us across and will get us through, if our confidence can shift so from ourselves and from our circumstances to being totally in Him, you don't think our life as a Christian is going to take off and that it's going to change? It'll be as different as it is from being a spectator in the crowd to being the one in the wheelbarrow. Christ invites us in. into his peace, into his keeping, into his grand adventure. On the night in which Jesus gave himself up for us, he took bread and he gave thanks to you, our Father. And he broke the bread and he gave it to his disciples saying, Take and eat of this. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, after supper, Jesus took the cup, and he gave thanks to you, our Father, and he gave it to his disciples, and he said, Take and drink from this, all of you, for this is the cup of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, Lord God, we pray that you pour out your Holy Spirit on these gifts of juice and bread, that they may enact what they signify, a very feeding on your presence this morning that you would forgive us of our sins, that you would cleanse us, that you would pour your Holy Spirit into our lives, that you being in us and we being in you, we would be freed to live the life of adventure that follows you. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, we pray as the Son taught us, saying, We invite you to the grace of our Lord. The center section will have your gluten-free options if that's your choice.